Welcome back to the Advent edition of the Dude Catholic Podcast featuring directly from Ruffalo, New York, Dennis Grady, and from Whittier, California, Adrian and Javier Whittier, where the girls are prettier. Take it away, boys. my students uh, a story of, of a student that I had that unfortunately passed away. I had become very close to this student and I was teaching at a Catholic elementary school and he was, um, he was in eighth grade and one day he uh, was riding his bike and you know they had those bikes, the fixie bikes where they take the brakes off where they don't come with brakes. Mm, you know what I'm yes. talking about? The really skinny ones, mm-hmm. right? And he's riding his bike. He's coming home, him and a friend um, from a softball uh, game uh, for our girls. They had a softball team at this Catholic school for the girls. And he's riding down uh, a hill. With no brakes. With no brakes that he had removed. He had permission to remove those brakes from his bike. And uh, no helmet. And he's going down the hill really fast. Uh, according to the report, he hit anywhere between 35 to 45 miles an hour, uh, top speed. And he's seeing that there's an intersection coming up and he's freaking out. So he starts dragging his feet to stop. And obviously he loses control. The bike hits a curb and he goes flying head first into the concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't die on impact. And I remember we were, I was at the theater with a friend of mine who also went to Francis University. And I remember I got the phone call you know, at first you're like, everything's going to be fine. He's got injured. You know, everything's going to be okay. And you're like, I'll the go tomorrow. falling off the bike. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'll go tomorrow morning. Everything will be fine. So I go, to, I go the next day on a Saturday. It happened on a Friday. And I get to go inside and his head is swollen. And it's like, it's huge, right? It's so swollen. And, and then they tell me that he's brain dead. And, and at that moment... When they said that, I knew it's it. I told her he's brain dead. Obviously, I wasn't going to say anything to the mom or anything else. I mean, I kept on praying and praying for a miracle. Um, he died. And I remember the rest of that year, holy moly, there was not a dry eye in that classroom for graduation, for anything. I mean, that happened in March. I mean, I was crying. We would sit around and we would all just cry, you know, with the students. It was horrible. I mean, it was so hard on me that I, I remember... I took the year off after that. That's actually when I went back to Franciscan and I, to get my master's for two years. And, and, uh, and unfortunately that's when I met Shady Grady, but anyways, oh. <laughs> Dang, man. I mean, if you think it's going to go get worse after that, yeah. I'm just kidding. With friends like these. <laughs> no, but, but, but yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. And, you know, obviously I tell the students, you know, you don't know when death is going to going to come. I mean, there, there's, I have another student too, same thing in a car. He was in high school. Didn't have a seatbelt on. He T-boned another car. He went flying through the window, head first into the concrete. But this, this young man, unfortunately died on impact. Uh, as soon as he, it was horrible. It was tragic. 
um, death comes to us all, you know, death comes to us all. And as, as we reflect on death too, you know, another thing that I found about um, during this, this, this season, this beautiful season is um, how suicide increases. Yeah, it is. In- increases a lot. Um, and especially after the holiday season in January, a lot of people just commit suicide. And I think it, it, it's interesting that it happens in January where there's a huge peak. Um, and I think it has to ha- happens to be, obviously, because after Christmas and, and, uh, and New Year's, people realizing they don't have family, mm-hmm. they're alone. You know, I just spent Christmas on my own. I don't have family. Where's my family? And before you know it, like the process builds, you know, and boom, they yeah. take their lives. However they do it, they do it. And they take their lives. It's really sad that that is the case. Well, that's depressing. What the heck, Javier? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Pray for us. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, I'm just going to hot potato it to Dennis. If he's even, if he even wants to finish this podcast after we're used to it. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I can after that one, but mm. I could try, you know, I could give it a, give it a whirl, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty depressing Javier. I mean, but at the same time, it's very, very real. And I think that, um, you know, I, I think that it really uh, makes us uh, meditate on death, right? The, the saying memento mori. Uh, that the monks used to say to each other, which means remember your death. Um, but you know what? You know, death just keeps coming. I mean, I had um, what six family members in the past four years to die. Um, some of them very unexpected, right? And younger, and and uh, yeah, very sad. And then just found out today that my sister-in-law's father just passed away yesterday suddenly. Um, and then, and then, uh, just yesterday I found out that a young priest from India that I knew, uh, just died, uh, suddenly. Right. And so, uh, God rest all their souls, right. And whoever's listening, please pray for all those who we discussed so far and all of our loved ones. Right. Um, and so I think that we need to think about that this advent because again as i mentioned earlier it's a mini lent right it's not meant to mm-hmm. be a season that people just people don't even think about advent i mean they think about advent they think about the four candles at mass so okay cool they think about the the you know uh really advent's been taken over by christmas in a sense because christmas yeah. comes early and then it ends early people don't people need to realize that liturgically speaking right the christmas christmas is actually a season it's not just a day, and it's actually traditionally 40 days long, right? Just like Lent is. Yeah. Easter is 50 because we're an Easter people. We're, we're more focused on the resurrection than on anything else. But, uh, yeah, Christmas is one of the biggest seasons, and it's 40 days long. Um, and usually in the secular culture, it ends almost, you know, the day after or two days after Christmas. It's like, wait a second. Yep. So Christmas began during Advent. And then it ends like two days after. It's like, no, 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 no. Liturgically, it doesn't begin until, you know, the Eve, uh, Christmas Eve, you know, December 24th. And it usually doesn't end until um, the presentation in the temple, February 2nd, traditionally. But in recent times, it's been 
I guess moved up to um, the uh, the Epiphany, yes. which is in January. All right. Yeah, was it January thirteenth, Adrian? Somewhere around there. Uh, the other the radius, uh, the sixth, the sixth. That's right. I'll continue by saying that again. I need we need to repeat to everybody listening that when Advent begins, you know, again, traditionally people fasted like they did for Lent. I mean, a little bit less usually. Uh, people, you know, did a penance, or you know, if they did more than fasting, they did a penance. Um, they prayed more, maybe read more scripture, maybe Isaiah, right? Um, and it was a time to prepare for again the great Christmas season to then celebrate, right? Um, and really enjoy um the the warmth of christmas in the cold right especially up here in the north you know it's all snowy which is beautiful for christmas time um and it really you know uh, just that like the family coming together right um everybody that you know nowadays people move far away from each other so this is the time where everyone comes together um and you know it's cold outside but it's warm inside and you know you just spend quality time so I think that <clears throat> ultimately Christ needs to be at the center of that. And, um, and I think that's what, you know, I, I think that's what really brings the, uh, the spirit of Christmas is ultimately, I think that's one of the seasons that we really, we haven't fully pushed Christ out of yet. Right. Um, Easter, you have the Easter bunny, right. Uh, you know, obviously the secular culture doesn't celebrate Lent or anything like that, but Christmas, um, you know, even though they have the X now, uh, it's still it's still focused on Christ. I mean, there's yeah, still yeah, the X. The X has always represented Christ. Yeah, it's a good right. year. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But 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 I think that the secular culture sees it as like a you're crossing Christ out. You know. Yeah, exactly. Instead of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. So so with that being the case, I, I think that's awesome. That that's still one of the it's still like the one season left that. Uh, the secular culture still focuses somewhat on Christ's birth, right? Um, in the manger. And I, I think that's like the last uh, stronghold, if you will, of tradition of, of Western, uh, you know, tradition in, in the world that, that uh, you know, Judeo-Christian really, right? I should just say yeah. Christian because Jews celebrate that. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, one, one more point I want to throw out there from Eastern perspective is, is, um, we actually have a longer, if you will, Advent. We don't really call it Advent, or it's not really a season, but it's just a preparation. It's called uh, it's called Philip's Fast, and it begins uh, on that feast day in November, which is coming up very soon. And we have like two weeks more time to prepare for Christ in the Eastern, or at least in the Byzantine Church. And therefore, um, it's really a period of fasting, as I mentioned, a period of preparation and um, really not, you know, celebrating. So it's, it's pretty much forbidden to, you know, to, to, to celebrate, right? Because that's, that's set apart, right, for the Christmas season. So it, it kind of hurts me when there's all these Christmas songs coming out. I'm like, you know, I don't want to listen to that yet. And then by the time Christmas comes, they stop playing it. So, yeah. um, but what were your thoughts on all that, gentlemen? Well, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, first and foremost, like, why you always got to brag, man? Like, oh, we got two more weeks. Like, dude, like, we get it. You're cooler, all right? <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dust off my shoulders, you know. Your sandals, your sandals, sandals, sandals. Be, be sandals. black, be uh, biblical. Ooh. 
bunch of bunch of things I want to I want to jump on right Go now. I want to jump on like the culture it. and whatnot. Do it. But yeah, yeah, they still haven't been able to kick out Christ from Christmas. You know, everything, the traditions, the songs that people who don't even believe in God like. Yeah. You know, like Jews celebrate Christmas. I've seen them. You know, they don't celebrate like Christ Himself, but they celebrate the season of Christmas. Yeah. And Hanukkah, yeah, yeah through, through their own through their own celebration, but also like they take part in like sitting on Santa's lap and whatnot. I've, I've, sure. No, I, totally. I, have, I had a Jewish co-worker who, uh, who considered himself Orthodox and he's like, yeah, no, you know, my, my wife is Catholic and we, we do the Christmas thing, you know, like we, we yeah. take the kids to see Santa, take pictures and all that stuff, you know, in Rome. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, we we're in that, we're in that cultural melting pot, you know, and things like that are going to happen and, you know, more, more power to us, you know, because we can't, we can't escape christianity here in the states and the western culture and hooray for capitalism you know like that's that's one of the reasons why it's still around you know so you know take it take it as it comes and and enjoy it uh one of the things that, that javier was kind of pointing out was posadas and and that's one part that i wasn't really thinking about too much but it's one of the things that i miss from uh, being raised in mexico is that the community would get together you know, and all the grandmas would plan the the posadas, which is kind of like a reenactment of it is a reenactment of of uh, Joseph and Mary trying to find room at an inn, and it, it it's a bunch of songs. It's songs that go back and forth. And the first two houses, they they get denied any any space in in any inn, and then the third one lets them in finally. And it's all badly sung and you you you're holding a candle and the wax is the hot wax is melting in your hand and then like <laughs> that first it's like people dress up like that. mary and people joseph do dress up like that i mean when when we did it it wasn't that that elaborate yeah. but some people really go go oh, all wow. the way and yeah they get dressed up they'll someone will have a donkey and they'll take it and whatnot yeah for sure and you may see that, that in a, yeah and you may see that in a in a latino church here every once in a while you know uh, where the population is really big and, and they just go all out. But I remember when I was growing up, we, the community got involved. We weren't even going to church for this. We were going to people's homes. And then there was a host family that would host the, uh, the, the posada, which would be, you know, at the, at the third house. Um, and then we would pray a rosary and the grandmas would pray it at lightning speed because they knew that the kids were antsy and they were yeah. going to start getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so we, mm -hmm. we hit the piñata, we got the candy, we, we sung the songs, we prayed the rosary. I mean, it was just a crazy experience growing up. And That's I remember awesome. that and I kind of miss that, you know, because over there, it's, it's, it's definitely part of the culture in the religious aspect yeah you know and so it's it's kind of you're kind of an outcast if you don't celebrate it religiously you know and and i think we take that for granted over here because there's so many people that that don't have those traditions because they're the protestant type of christian or whatever and and it's just it's just one of those things that i that i kind of remember fondly from growing up and, and experiencing during the season of advent because we were we would even pray the rosary a little bit differently we would i i remember when i first started praying the rosary here in english um that i thought we were praying it backwards because we would start with the beads for faith hope and love whereas when i prayed it over there that was the ending of the rosary and we, and, and instead of being faith hope and love each one of those beads represented mary and it was virgin uh con who conceived uh without without um sin. yeah without sin uh before giving birth and then during birth and then after birth so just kind of reinforcing the fact that mary is virgin 
while you know before conceiving right. conception and after the birth like it's just a reaffirmation of virginity i mean little things like that that now as a grown man like i i are so important to me you know and i and i look at all this stuff and i and i'm thinking like what can we do what can we do in our own homes to kind of foster that 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 faith aspect of advent in in our daily lives and one of the things you know if i may just offer a few challenges and suggestions the challenge would be fast you know kind of take take into uh take to heart what what the byzantine church does you know like a couple of weeks before start fasting you know don't don't celebrate it's something that that we that we kind of forget you know because we look around and everyone's celebrating mariah carey is singing that same old boring song uh, I mean, exciting song um, that lets us know that the Christmas season has begun, right? Um, because it's not Advent until Mariah Carey comes on the radio. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like we we should we should take a take a look at Advent for what it is. We should take some time to fast, and that's the challenge, you know, fast. And another another way that we can bring this to life is it's kind of like how you know we have the rice bowl or whatever thing uh, during during Lent. Um, one of the things that I remember hearing, one of the things that we do uh, in my own household is we will have the uh, the empty manger um, where where you lay down baby Jesus after uh, after Christmas, uh, after midnight mass. And and the That's kids, awesome. the kids yeah, will uh, the kids will write things that they, that they could offer that or that they can do or mom or dad like writes it on a bunch of pieces of paper. And then once once a week, they take they take it out of a jar or something and then they read it and like, OK, I have to do this this week. I have to do this good deed. I have to help someone. I have to say words of affirmation to someone. And then they put that little piece of paper in the manger when they're done. You know, it's little traditions like that that we can uh, that we can bring into our household. I don't know if anyone has any suggestions for single men out there, but those are some family ones that that we can. I mean, just a couple of them, you know, a challenge and a and a family one that we can that we can do during the season of Advent. I don't know if anyone else has anything that they that they can think of. Well, I mean, we can go back to the traditional Advent, um, you know, uh, rituals. I guess you could say, obviously, lighting the candles, right? Getting yep. the wreath with the four candles, the three purple and the, the one pink. That's always a great, that's always a great um, tradition I think to have in your home. Obviously, you see it at church; they do it on the altar. But I think, well, at least in the Roman rite. Um, but you know, I think those are great. Uh, that's a great little tradition there. And obviously, there's prayers and scripture that can be read with that when you light the candle. Mm -hmm. The other one that I really like that I usually actually have my students like create, and they hate me for the. <laughs> It's a Jesse tree because if you ever see the Jesse tree, it has 25 ornaments and I usually have them create the ornaments and they hate me because it's just like it's a beast. It's a beast of a, of a project. Um, it wasn't until like two years ago I started having them do it in groups and they love me for that. But, but anyways, um, it's 25 different, uh, it's salvation history, right? Mm -hmm. Jesse being the father of, of David. Yeah. Right, his tree from the tree from the family tree of Jesse comes who the Messiah Jesus Christ, right? Um, you know he's he's the son of David, right? Um, from the tribe of Judah, the line of the tribe of Judah, right? As they say. Anyways, so you have these twenty five symbols and they have scriptures and they all have stories and it's awesome. You could read one a day. It's really it's really awesome. It really is. You could just 
get one and read it once a day with your family, by yourself. I think it's a great, great tradition. The other one that has been hijacked by secular society, and it's funny because I didn't realize this until two years ago when my, um, my brother was like, oh, I got an advent tree. I mean, I got an advent calendar for my kids. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And I'm like over here thinking like, <laughs> he's like Catholic or something. And then I see his advent calendar. I'm like, can I see it? And it's like this secular thing and it has chocolates in it. I'm like, oh man, you guys. Full disclosure, 99 cents at Trader Joe's. I just got three of them. Oh man. So, and then, and then they started doing the real cool ones like the Lego ones. And it's nice. like, I went to Costco last week and I had to, my, my kids really into Harry Potter. <laughs> so I got the Harry Potter Advent one, you know, where they, you, each day you get a different little yeah. figurine and I mean, he's going to love it. He's yeah. Gonna, we got, we got some cool ones. Yeah. Like they, the Hot Wheels one. Oh, that one sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. I have to do the Harry Potter because he's really into Harry mm -hmm. Potter and oh, he demonic, loves Legos. But... So, but you know, that you know there's nothing wrong with doing those things you know I, I just want to put that out there there's nothing wrong with that even though it has been hijacked by secular culture there's nothing well we can baptize it we totally baptize it you know and mm -hmm. and i also want to say that you know like i know we may have different sentiments on this but you know i don't mind listening to christmas music during advent or even before you know i i to me that music gets my heart ready and it prepares me and you know different people it, it does or it doesn't, it can annoy them, whatever. I think for me, it has a different effect. And, you know, ultimately the church doesn't come out and prohibit you from putting up your Christmas tree, you know, on, on, Black, Fri on, on Black Friday, right? Or that's when most people do it um, or anything like that. Um, the church doesn't prohibit that. But ultimately, yeah, you should try to, you know, be in line with the church. But the church doesn't really say don't do this or don't do that. Ultimately, it comes up to you and your family, whatever is going to prepare you for Christmas, right? Obviously, good things, right? Prayers, reading the scripture, going to mass, um, all those things that will prepare you uh, to celebrate the birth of our Lord and also to be present and remember the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he will come again, as the scripture says, and when he does, we will look up to the skies and we'll see the Son of Man coming on a cloud of great glory with the angels in glory. And hopefully, we're going to be happy seeing that. But for those who don't trust in God, that's not going to be a happy day, right? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, it can either be a happy, a very joyous occasion, or it's going to be terrifying. Like Christmas. Just, <laughs> like Christmas. Like Christmas. <laughs> you think about it, going back to the whole suicide thing. It could be a very joyous occasion where we celebrate the birth of our Lord, or it could be very depressing, you know, because we don't have anything or we don't believe in Jesus or whatever. We don't have anybody. That's what I meant. Well, I think that has to do with uh, the analogy of heaven and hell in a sense. When uh, it was what St. Cyril um, of Alexandria who said that, um, and it may have been another Eastern father, but he said that, uh, you know, God is like the sun and we're like the clay or or we're like a candle, right? And so he said, depending on how your heart is, is, is how the sun affects it, right? So you have um, a, a candle, right? It'll, the wax will will melt, right? And so that that's an analogous of the heart that's melting, right? That's uh, allowing God to form it 
whereas uh, the clay will harden, right? But it's the same sun, it's the same rays, the same heat, uh, but yet material is hardening and one is melting. And I think that uh, maybe that analogy can help people understand that, um, you know, it's like this is the same celebration, but yet people are, are taking it differently. Um, or the same with the, the, the last judgment, right? Um, now, you know, I can't say I agree with you guys on the Harry Potter, of course, but I could say that, uh, you know, I think that, of course, we can bring in some secular, you know, um, aspects to, you know, to the holiday, as long as we have our foundation in uh, the Lord, right? And I, I think that those those other aspects could just be, you know, um, ornaments, if you will, uh, to the, uh, you know, to the heart of the season. All right, which is Christ. So, yeah, I mean, and Javier is very hedonistic. I know I, we know that, but, um, but we love him and we forgive him for all that he does and says and drinks. Um, but, and drinks. <laughs> but I didn't want to uh, finish, finish off if that's all right with everyone, unless someone has anything else to say that. Um, with a, with a quote by St. Jose Maria Escriva, uh, Advent is here. What a marvelous time in which to renew your desire, your nostalgia, your real longing for Christ to come, for him to come every day to your soul in the Eucharist. The church encourages us. He is about to arrive. I probably butchered the Latin, but man, it's beautiful. Viva Cristo Rey. As we pray for you, Ferrum, Ferrum, Aquitu. Have a blessed Advent. Sandals, your sandals, sandals, sandals. Be sandals. black, be uh, biblical. <laughs> you know, once you go biblical, you never go back. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to cut that. Freaking Javier, man. Let's take it, take it to the next level, aren't you? Um, <laughs> Curious, huh? Curious, huh?